from In the Beginning to the Musical Apocalypse, this is The Bible Says What. I'm your host, Mike Wiseman. Before we begin today's regularly scheduled program, I have a couple of announcements to make. First off, Rob Bell's book, Love Wins, is still terrible. Second, the show has his first Ultimate Firebrand level supporter, Stefan Manning. Thank you, Stefan, for helping keep the recording light on. Not only will Stefan receive stickers and a signed copy of the book, but after his first month of patronage, he gets a BSW t-shirt. You too can be immortalized in BSW history by becoming a patron of the show. Your episodic tithes of a dollar or more will go to the show's many expenses and get you early access to each episode. A shout out on the show and even BSW merch. Simply go to patreon.com forward slash BSW the podcast and sign up to be a supporter of the show. That's patreon.com forward slash BSW the podcast. That being said, claims. Jesus is God is a claim. And because the Bible says so is not a validation of that claim. At that point, all we have are two assertions without the evidence to back them up. A claim can only be a claim. It can never serve as proof of anything. Regardless, Christians continue to use the Bible as evidence for their assertions, even though there are mountains of evidence that tell us this book is not a reliable source of truth. They have to copy and paste, switch words, or even change the meaning of words in some cases. Anything to fit the narrative they are comfortable with. Let's start the show. Is there anything in the Bible that you yourself have an issue with? <laughs> Okay, so it took you reading the Bible to realize that those things were bad for you? Yeah, it actually did. I, I didn't figure this out on your own? No, Ted, Ted Bundy could be redeemed. God doesn't kill children. Does, what, what do you think the Passover was? Yahweh sets up a whole system in the Old Testament where you slaughter animals just so he's able to forgive you. Today's special guest is podcaster, author, and seminary graduate, Stuart Kellogg. Welcome to the show, Stuart. Thank you, Michael. Great to be here. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for taking the time. Thanks for coming on. So tell us a little bit about what you do. Well, I'm a retired TV executive. <laughs> so, and since that uh, time, I've been doing various ministries. And yeah. one of the things when COVID hit, it struck me as I watched how different churches reacted. I said, some were turtle churches hunkering down, others were leaning on into it. And I said, that's an interesting topic. So, started a blog, went mm -hmm. to a podcast, ended up uh, doing a lot of uh, interviews, and then culminated in a book. There it is. The post-COVID <laughs> church, about the church coming out of COVID, what it had to do. A lot of it was using examples of uh, what churches were doing in the midst of it and what the church has to do because mm. uh, it's in a crisis. And COVID accelerated it as far as attendance, a lot of uh, metrics there, trust, all those things. And uh, COVID accelerated it. And so... Mm. Then uh, relaunched my podcast, uh, the Post COVID Church. What now? And I started that in January. So 
telling stories about uh, the church, uh, important contents, uh, ideas, thoughts, mm. and uh, direction that I think the church uh, needs to go and hearing from different folks. Gotcha. Gotcha. Sounds like fun and a lot of work. Um, <laughs> it is a lot of work, but I enjoy it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Good job. So the church attendance, I, I heard you mention there, um, is that something that you worry about? Not necessarily. Isn't that interesting? At, at, at the moment, because whenever you go through something like this and what happened during the mm -hmm. pandemic, I mean, within a couple months, about a third fewer people going to church, either online or in person. And uh, I think we'll end up coming out of it a smaller church, but hopefully stronger uh, with mm -hmm. a remnant, as, as the word is. Of course, the idea of, of fewer people in the faith that's a problem. We're, we are called to make disciples. And mm. so that's uh, the challenge, especially now. So do you think even before COVID, do you think there was a decline in church attendance? There was. And not only church attendance, especially the younger generations and specifically things like trust in church leadership pastors. You know, when I, I tracked it and part of the book, I look at mm. where the country's gone that way, a little more secular. And um, all sorts of uh, indicators, if you will, uh, flashing yellow and then red, saying uh, we got to do things differently. So, so why do you think that there's a drop in church attendance? A couple of things. One, what COVID did to accelerate it is it made it easy not to go. There's an mm -hmm. excuse, and so <laughs> so uh, fewer people were there. I believe uh, simply generation to generation. I don't think. Um, Folks have taken the faith as uh, uh, strongly as mm. in the past, and so there's less inclination to it. And frankly, there's more in the culture itself that is uh, in against the church, what it teaches. Uh, it's a little harder to be huh. uh, a Christian. You have more people asking questions. It used to be, Michael, and you can probably acknowledge this, you're younger than I am, but going back <laughs> even a generation, it was more of... The acceptance that well you'll be part of uh, a church or if you weren't you probably didn't talk about it <laughs> you know it was just something expected you know what I'm saying and that's less less the case now and people are saying in fact more anti-church and it used to be too that you would have discussions with folks who weren't in the faith hmm. and the discussion would be about well the Bible or the faith is not true. Now it's it's not true and it's evil. <laughs> and so huh. it's a harder dynamic. There, there's more antagonism. It's easier to be uh, uh, anti-church, if you will, or anti-Christ or anti-Christianity. And I'm talking about America. The faith is booming in Latin America. It is booming in Asia. But but I am focusing on America. So you're, you're the, the culture is against the church. And, you, and, the, and the manner that it's against the church is you're saying that the faith and Bible... Uh, they're calling the faith and, and Bible not true and evil. Am I, am I getting you so far? Yeah. And okay. and it's and again, I think that's a growing. And you see, for example, and you've probably seen the, the studies on the nuns, not those in the Roman Catholic Church, but the N-O-N-E-S, people who are in no religious affiliation. Huh. And it has since the pandemic, it's it's gone to it's now about one in four. I've I think it'll be one in three American uh, adults uh, within the not too distant future. So that whole hmm. uh, an another example of the change in how America views faith. 
Well, why do you think they're viewing faith as not true? Well, that's always been. You've always had folks who denied that it was true. I mean, that's, right. that's always been the case. Uh, a, a lot of it is, I, I think, it, at times, um, people don't know about it. They they weren't taught it, and so it, they assume it's not true. Uh, part of it is, hmm, does it is there some kind of requirement there? And and the the natural inclination of of us is to to be our own gods, if you will, to to do things we want to do no matter what. So I think that's that's part of it as well. And not fully understanding the idea of a good and loving God, uh, having that personal relationship with us that that is possible, and um, and the benefit of it if you will, uh, in, in helping us uh, live a, a better life. I don't think that has been um, shared enough. And I think especially in the last decade, uh, frankly, it's been more politicized in some areas, and that has certainly uh, hurt the church. If if the outsiders are looking in and assuming, for example, well, if you're a white evangelical, then, you know, you got to be a Trumpster. You, you, you got to be a racist or mm. throw on the label. There's there's that uh, also, which I believe is, is hurting the witness. And, I, and I've talked about that uh, to folks who are all those things, you know, white evangelical, uh, uh, you know, who are so involved in the party. I'd say, wait, uh, Christ calls us to speak truth to power, no matter what. We can certainly be part of, and if you look in America, uh, the black uh, uh, is about the same percentage, about 90% Democrat, you know, so there's this split that way, but no matter what color or what party, we're called first to be followers of Christ, and so that means uh, you say something's wrong if it's wrong, and you don't care whether it's a D or an R in front of the person, hmm. and when you don't do that, I think the culture looks and says, hmm, that's a problem, and I don't want to be part of it. Gotcha. Th thank you for that. That was a lot, but I, I got some of it here. Um, <laughs> um, I, one of your reasons was that they don't know about God um, and they not fully understanding the good and caring God and that that's not shared enough. I, I hear huh. it shared a lot. Um, just so you know, I am one of those um, nons, I guess you would call me, yes, uh, ag agnostic atheist. I, I don't have a religion. I don't have a, a belief system right. that I follow and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, so if you could help me explain, help me, help me see the good and caring God. Help you see the good and, and caring God. I think it's, it's clear. And again, if you look through scripture, you see what God did in pointing to the Messiah, who is Christ, who came. And then the Holy Spirit and, and the difference that it made in changing the hearts of believers and having that uh, assurance of something beyond the here and now. We, we are made to worship something. And I don't worship anything, though. Yeah, you do. You, what do I worship, Stuart? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. What's the most important thing in your life? You know, My so, wife and kids. Okay. There you go. I don't worship them, um, though. That's really weird to me. That, Okay, but with, so do you I think I worship made, them? If if that's the most important thing, if that's a priority, sure. Interesting. Loving parents is bad, but I'm saying, but here's an opportunity, and here's a God who who presents uh, in our relationship with Him uh, the opportunity for not only 
the future, and I know talk a, a lot about heaven, but more importantly, at the current moment, to help us live this life here more fulfilling. More fulfilling. Yes. More fulfilling. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> what, what does that mean, more fulfilling? What do you mean by that? A more full life and a more holy life, a more a life closer uh, to God and, and being something beyond just ourselves. We are taking that example of Christ, the Holy Spirit in our life, and we are then sharing that in, a, in our way of loving uh, in such a way as we're called to do. Obviously, God and our neighbor is ourselves. And the key thing is loving in the sense that no matter whether that person deserves it or, or what that cost is to us, that's the, that's the model that God provided. That's our call to do. And there is fulfillment there and there is completeness there. And there is an opportunity also uh, as things go bad and will go bad. There is that uh, comfort of that assurance that there is someone who cares and is here, no matter how dark. You speak of an assurance that there's somebody here. Yes. How, where, where's this assurance that there's somebody here coming from? Well, I think if you look back and you look at, I call it markers. And you mentioned you're an, an, an atheist agnostic. You can't absolutely prove there's no God. Can I, I absolutely hundred percent prove there is no. So uh, I look at markers and you look at markers throughout uh, from the beginning of time through the scriptures to now you you see markers that point that way. How do you know uh, he's there? Far, is he there with you now though, Stuart? Is the he like Holy Spirit is here. Okay, so how do you know? Okay. So let me walk through a little bit, all right? So because it sounds like you want Jesus next to me to see and then you would believe. Is is that where I'm getting? Well, it's a good start, Stuart. I mean, okay. staying invisible right. and hidden isn't a very good start for believing. Let's show let's up. Look at something. Let's <laughs> look at something historical, Michael. Okay. Um, God did appear through Jesus. To who? Oh, well, I wasn't there, Stuart, and neither were you. Well, all these, please, there's please, lots please. of stories of God's appearing to people, though, Stuart. We can't just hold go on. with the stories. Me... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Can you let me tell my story, please. Go and ahead, then you can, you can get, I'm saying historically, you are not going to deny, are you, that there's a man called Jesus. I know you don't believe he's God, but a man called Jesus walked on earth, right? I don't know if there was a man called Jesus that walked the earth, but I can almost oh, guarantee so you that he Julius, had no magical powers. What about? Hold on. <laughs> what about Julius Caesar? You believe? I don't he know. Doesn't matter. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Come on. If you believe in history, you could. So most people, even the most strident atheists, believe there was a man called Jesus. It's historically cool. So there was obvious. a man called Jesus. So, what, all right. How on, do you know he was your God? So, I'm trying to tell you, Michael. Please. Okay. So. Jesus was fully man and fully God. He is tri-eternal. So How he didn't do you know just show that, up. though, Stuart? That's, that's another claim. You're just claiming Listen things here. To, I'm trying to tell you this story, which, will, which you asked me how I know, and I'm trying Wait, how to do tell you, you know? Michael. Is it in the Bible? Is that what it is? Let me tell you. Okay, this, is, this is the thing. So he okay, was there. He was saying he was uh, God. He, you see me, you see God with his disciples. He was healing people about three, three and a half years. He was, uh, they were going through and there were miracles done. People were there. He, God was there. There wasn't a whole big 
church, if you will, but there were some. He was arrested. What happened? They all ran like scalded dogs. The people who had been with him and listening left. He was arrested. He was convicted. He was killed and put on the cross. There were a couple of women there. That was it. It was gone. They even said, if we just keep the body, we show the body, this movement is gone. That's Rome and the Pharisees. Well, what happened? He was resurrected. 500 saw him. Um, and all of a sudden, these scalded dog runners <laughs> came back, saw him. He then went back up to heaven. They gathered. You've heard of Pentecost. I know you have. I've heard it all, Stuart. Gathered heard it all. there. And so Pentecost came. The Holy Spirit came. And all of a sudden, these people who were with God, when they saw him, ran when he died. When he was re resurrected, they came together. The Holy Spirit came. And they took off and the church exploded and they were in the same Roman Empire. That proves, points to, that it was reality. Look at how they acted before. Look at how they acted and it was all the Holy Spirit coming and making the difference. So that is a marker to me showing so that when I asked Christ in, into my life, I believe the Holy Spirit came. Proof, proof, no, but a real strong marker. And, and even you, <laughs> you're a skeptic, you're a non-believer of Christianity, you will admit that there was a big difference between these followers with Jesus and then after he was resurrected, and most of them died a martyr's death. It's just That's a story. A, marker, a real big marker. Just a story, Stuart. All the magic didn't what happen. What about those facts? That do you deny any of those? None facts of those are facts. You're, you're you're blaming. You're you're talking about miracles. Miracles don't happen. Holy spirits. Know. There's no such thing as a ghost, Stuart. All right, hold on. I'll tell you about miracles do happen, but that's no. that'll be a little later. But do you acknowledge the church came on and exploded in what it was doing without the within the Roman Empire after? that time in Pentecost I don't know and what does together. that have to do to prove that Jesus was a god that has nothing to do uh, to prove that Jesus was a god your claim that god was here on earth is just a claim you have no proof of this god showing up you have a story Stuart there's lots of stories with lots of gods coming down and interacting with people and how That's many were just what they are it doesn't matter what they did it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that they came right. down and blew their nose and unicorns came out and gave everybody cupcakes. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's still fantasy. Well, it's, it's but the reality is those things I just said are historical facts. So No, the magic is not historical facts. Excuse me, I'm sorry. The magical parts, the miracle parts are not historical facts, Stuart. So you don't believe any miracles happen. Define a miracle, Stuart. Something beyond that can be proved scientifically. Something beyond that cannot be proved scientifically? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't I don't think there's no. Okay. Well, I'll tell you one. Okay. Because it's very very <laughs> just because you don't know what it is, or we haven't okay, Stuart, we're gonna stop right here before you go on with this. You said they don't you said we're they gonna don't stop right, I'm, gonna, I I'm have... gonna stop you right now because okay. just because okay. you don't know what it is, science can't prove it yet doesn't mean it's magic. Can I tell the story? Go ahead, tell your Very story. Short. I'm going to say the same thing right. afterwards, so I just have a feeling. <laughs> Go okay. ahead, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, so my granddaughter, I see you, coded the night before, extremely ill. The doctor, a non-believer. In mm -hmm. fact, uh, very much a non-believer. 
told my daughter to get her head out of the sand because of her sick daughter and what she thought the future would be. Uh-huh. X-ray showed the tumor in the stomach had to be operated on, but first they had to take a CAT scan and another X-ray. Doctor came in six hours later and said it's gone. Now, is That's it amazing. proof? Is it proof? All I can tell you is the doctor, a non-believing, an adamant non-believing doctor said it was there. It's not there. My daughter laughed and said we had people praying and her response was, well, somebody was listening. Does it prove it? No, but it was a miracle. It was there and then gone. Hmm. So, so I think they same answer. happen. Another just because you don't know how it happened, just because science doesn't know how it happened yet, doesn't mean it was magic. Also, it doesn't mean it was your specific deity. Do you know how many deities there are Absolutely. out there that help people out? Do you know there's ones that came before yours? Kali Ma is one of them. She helps people out. I have a list of people with testimonies on how Kali Ma, the god that came before your god, the god that yeah. humans thought up before they thought up your god, this god helps people out. So how well, do you know it's not Kali it, Ma? Our, our god, nobody came before our god. Our god... Uh, is of course not <laughs> uh, non-created infinite it's it's how for example when we look and i assume you're an advocate of the big bang you seem like a science guy the big oh, bang theory I don't that know. it all started is that no idea mm-hmm. i have no idea i haven't studied the beginning well of most the scientists to make a valid most scientists decision. almost all if you you look uh say it started from a particular point because cool. it's expanding if you go backwards so it is and our belief that that is a proof an uncreated God, infinite, has always been there. Uh-huh. The other's response is Sam Harris, and the other's is, I don't know. So, again, a marker, a marker. Another thing that... Wait, wait, that wait, wait, hold on, hold on it. that marker. Let's go back to that marker. Let me Help me understand that marker. So the marker is that you think God started the Big Bang. That's your marker? If there's a Big Bang, there has to be a Big Banger. Why? That's a fact. That's a scientific every cause. It can't. It has to have a cause. I don't That's know how scientific. that works. Well, the, thermodynamics the, too, I think. But uh, if every yeah. if everything has to have a cause, what caused your God? That's what I'm saying. He is the uncreated creator. Well, now he's now he has he, special privileges here. That well, he's well. Then not everything can then have a cause. Time and, and space, for example. But yes, so, so, so Kali Ma can be outside Again. time and space. Kali Ma, the creator uh, goddess, she actually is the one that created everything, and your god. How do you know she didn't start the Big Bang? We, you've picked a I'm, god. Get, Why have you picked um, this god? A marker, because it makes the most sense. How and, does it make look, more sense? Another, How does it make more sense example. that Yahweh was specifically the one? Yeah, I think the marker points to that as, as we look at what he did in creation. For example... You look at, at the earth, it is the, in the most perfect place. A little closer to the sun, we fry. A little farther, we freeze. Gravity is perfect. We Cancer's are so children. made. It did We're not so just special. evolve. It did not just evolve. We need glasses just, to see. Man. I, I can choke on things. Like, my air pipe and my swallowing pipe are the same one. This is not a great design. This is not great. <laughs> If this is you the best God can the, do, the, he needs you look to look at how the body operates specifically. It's uh, unbelievably amazing. Cancer but if and you children. Don't think it's special, you think okay. your loving God designed children's bodies to a, to have cancer? Do you think no. that happened? 
So he designed. Result of- so your loving God made children immune to cancer. Oh, he chose he not let to. me answer. Oh, he chose he not. Let to. me answer. Go ahead. Steve. He created all of us, you, me, everybody, in the image of God. Hmm. And as we saw in the fall, when Adam and Eve chose that they wanted to be like God, Whoa. and uh, and what happened was sin entered the world. Who let it and in? And the brokenness there, the sin nature, and and that included the world itself and all around it. And that is the problem of our broken world. Who allowed it in, Stuart? Who allowed sin? And they chose. No, 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 no. Who allowed it in? Who allowed sin? Sin spoiled goodness. The goodness is there, and it was spoiled by their choices of of following the evil one. And who allowed the evil one in? Who allowed the evil one in, Stuart? Who allowed him his free will? He left. He left and and came down. And <laughs> you have to understand there is the free will to choose, and there are consequences for when people choose particular things. Cause and effect is a big thing throughout the throughout the Bible and throughout life, as you're well aware. You're a dad. Yeah. Uh, cause <laughs> and effect and, and things that happen. And so that is an example of it. And in exactly. this brokenness comes cancer. Exactly. Absolutely. Cause and effect. And all sorts of other horrible things cause and effect but right yes, it's god knows every throughout. effect to the cause that he causes correct that's a that's an interesting oh, sentence no, you're not listening to me in the <laughs> Does system god know? that is set up that's great the system is set up uh, that's what i'm getting to Stuart. that's what i'm getting to that's what i'm getting to who set up the system who set it up this we- way who let the bad guy in who created the bad guy knowing exactly what he would do who no, did all no. of this? He had it? that choice. And he had Who that did? choice. Who had That's a choice? You have to, you have to, evil is spoiled goodness. But let me ask you one Stuart, thing. Stuart, listen. Because you on. mentioned you're not listening, Stuart. Why would he create evil knowing exactly what it would do, Stuart? Let me evil didn't have a choice. To... Evil was created knowing exactly what it was going to do, knowing yeah. it was going to be evil. Did God not know that what he was doing was going to Absolutely, but he did not harm? create it. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, Satan chose. He had that free will to leave, Who to come here. Satan? Adam and Eve, at, he chose to leave Who and, and be Satan? against God. He became Satan because of his choices. And did God know it was happening? Yes. But but let me ask you, But Michael, I don't understand. because you, Go ahead, Stuart. Go ahead. Thank you. Good. I've talked a lot. <laughs> because... because you, you're one who's talking about evil and good, mm-hmm. but but you're an atheist. So, what mm-hmm. standards are you using to describe good and evil? What are the stand the moral standards that you're using? I'm going to go right off the bat and tell you the first thing I'm not using as a moral standard. I'm going to read a Bible verse, Psalm 136:10. To him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt, his love endures forever. I'm not right. getting well, get- my morals. From the guy that slaughters kids in Egypt. Okay. And we'll talk Second about off, that. Where I'll I'm getting my morals fine. from, not from that invisible guy. I'm getting them from the society, my experiences, my empathy, mm. my common sense. All of these things build my morality. Hmm. So you, I also base it off of do less harm. So if it causes less harm, that's probably going to be a better choice than the one that causes more harm. No, but I'm going? asking. No, I'm asking, what are you, but you're saying 
So you are your you determine the moral law. You we all Michael, do. We all determine our own moral law. Do we not? <laughs> no. It's subjective, no, right? Michael. It's subjective, no, moral, right? My belief is clearly is that is the moral law was given by God. A and documented so child You get oh, your moral law from that. a documented child killer, Stuart. And you're complaining about I my less harm. That. that is such that is that is such a red herring. And I'll get to that. But but what I'm asking, what I'm saying is, Michael, you are taking from us this morality because you don't want your what, car where, stolen. What, so you where like are you getting this from, that, Stuart? What's what morality am I taking from you? What morality the, am I taking from you? The idea that it is not right to steal a car. Okay, I'm not getting That's that morality not, from you, Stuart. I'm telling you right now, I don't want my car stolen. I have empathy toward right. my other human beings on this planet. I wouldn't want to yeah. take their property either because I know how much that would suck. So guess what? Well, what Stuart? about if your neighbor I steal cars your as neighbor much as I want... want to using my own morality, my subjective morality? Well, what about your neighbor if he wanted to steal cars? So that's okay him because that's his then. morality. Then he will get uh, arrested because we are in a are system arrested? where we do less harm. We want to try and do less harm. We don't need God who drowns and starves and, and tortures children to tell us that it's bad to steal a car. I don't need okay. that, Stuart. Why do you? Okay, well, you you use it and, and that moral law has to Your have a moral assumption lawgiver. assumption is not truth. I'm just letting you know. Okay. Right. And the fact that, that Michael determines the morality for Michael and only yes. Michael that ends up okay, but you'll accept that's how you want to do it. Now, right. let's go to that that point of of you don't want to worship uh, a god who's documented a baby child killer. And documented child killer. Let let's let's talk about that. So let's do. Okay, good because this, this <laughs> it's a fair question, and and I apologize for saying red herring because that's no, you're good. I fair. love it. No, Stuart, we're doing great. Don't worry about it. No, that's a <laughs> because it's a fair question. We've got to be able to answer it. So look at the time, ancient Near East. Right, mm -hmm. historical, very violent place. You have God's chosen people, the Hebrews, under uh, enslavement under Pharaoh, uh -huh. four hundred years. Uh -huh. He has said, and remember, we talked about the fall, sin in the world. His, His plan cause, is he caused through. That. Can you? <laughs> that, was, God. that was the cause of, of that free will, and he is saying to, to remedy it through his people, through that line, through the Messiah who will come. His people, his determination was they were going to be in a certain land. In that land were the Canaanites and, and other uh, uh, peoples. Mm -hmm. He had to get his people out of bondage, led by Moses, as you know. Talk about that story into this land and the fact is those canaanites if you know about them been around about 700 years at that time baal was one of their uh baal was one of their <laughs> gods uh, in their own in their own literature uh raped his sister 77 or 88 times which means all the time as a beast Moloch, i'm talking about what god uh, did i'm talking about what god did we're, we're, we're talking about this the is, children these... of egypt do you remember that one story the, the they, passover hold on. Let me. You don't. You're talking about other people, Stuart. This is these. This is the people group that his people are going to that so land. Their That's kids deserve to die it. because of that, Stuart. Do you think That's their children deserve who, to die because those 
parents Absolutely. were bad. Wow. And do you know how horrible this and and as far as debauchery, bestiality, wow. incest, orgies, heterosexual, homosexual, he Slow did not down, want his man. people Slow to be down. a part of Canaanites. Canaanites were were in other parts, but not in this land. And so you he think was those kids going... deserve to die? Why? Why do the yes, children deserve in, to die, Stuart? In the in the genes of those people and his people were going it was in to the genes of now, the israelites too but he, he seemed to want to help them one one of the problems the whole reason he wanted the canaanites out is because he didn't we're want talking about the egyptians polluted right now. by them we're not talking about the canaanites we're talking about the egyptians this very know, specific and, story well, no no okay well we'll go back to that that's fine we'll go back to that but that's we're going uh, forward and we're not going there. We're, this, just, we're this, right here. Uh, opportunity. His people, he didn't want them um, infected, if you will, by the Canaanites. But that's exactly what happened. And he did de uh, deal severely with his people. So to say he didn't is nonsense. And in fact, yeah, he they also, ended he up sent wild know, animals to kill their kids. They, they got exiled. Yeah, he, he sent <laughs> wild animals to kill their kids as well. He sold them into slavery, too. That was a good one. Um, we're talking about the, 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 the specific children of Egypt. Yes. So those okay. kids had to die because their parents were bad. Is that what you're telling me? The whole, that is the culmination of the Pharaoh, a horrible, wicked uh, Pharaoh and his people would not let uh, the chosen people, the Hebrews go. And you know what happened during the plagues. Okay, and so that let's... was the opportunity to let them out through the the Passover, yeah. and it was it, it was a hor horrific time, and that's the reason because of these people keeping his people from leaving, and that was the final uh, need that let them out into the land, which Canaan was, and he needed them out of the way as well. So this is the the ancient. Now, if Michael was God, you may not have done it this way. Have you but read this the story? Is how he Stuart? did it. To, to, yeah, I've read the story. This is how the Davidic line lead it to the Messiah. Do you know how it begins? This is his line for um, for the people. Uh, the Davidic uh, line. Was that going have... through Mary or was that going through Joseph? I'll have to, to, to look it at that. It goes through Joseph. Line... Joseph was not his real father. From he was David just his stepdad. Through... Let's go back to the... Up. Yeah. To Jesus. It, yeah, let's go back to the, the part where, where, where we begin the story by God telling Moses that he's going to harden the Pharaoh's heart so that he will be able to kill his kid. No, that's Exodus that, 3, 21. But I will harden his heart so that he will not right. let the people go. That's pretty pretty right. self-explanatory there. I will harden his no, heart so that you he have... will not let them go. And there's a couple my, of places in to... here where the Pharaoh... Let me finish my story, Stuart. So there's a couple of places in here where the Pharaoh actually is going to let them go. Actually, it's never to let them go. It's just to go worship God because God misses his sacrifices. So there's several places in here where he's about to let them go. But Yahweh says, no, I will harden his heart so that my powers can be shown. He wants to show off his powers. He says it in there. He even says that he brought up Pharaoh. I have raised you up, Pharaoh, for this very purpose that I might show you my power and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. That's why he's doing it, Stuart. It's all for him, his own ego, his own. He's very self-centered. But the best part, the best part, it, it, it's actually in Ezekiel 26, uh, 36, 26, Ezekiel 36, 26. I give you a new heart and I put a new spirit in you and I will remove from you the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Why didn't he do that for Pharaoh? 
Why didn't he turn the entire is, Egyptian population Jewish? That's not how Why it slaughter works. their kid? Of okay. course not, because he wanted to show we, off his powers, Stuart. No, this is that's. Did silly. you read but that part? Start. Did you? Did yes, you? Yes, and let me explain. So that's what Can it you, says. Let me, explain, let me explain what hardened heart. Then let's go backwards to who Pharaoh was. You seem to think Pharaoh was matter. a Boy Scout. It doesn't matter. Who, who, could he change his heart, his Stuart? Heart, Could he change his heart? His his heart was so hardened himself. Look at how he treated people. Cause and, and so he had no choice. Of course he could have changed. He wasn't a Boy Scout whose heart was hardened. He Cause had no effect. choice because of how he lived. His he heart was created was so hard. that way. He would not change. And do you know why he wouldn't what change? Because he wanted to be God, Pharaoh, and not the God the of were the gods. Hebrew people. That's why. The pharaohs were gods. Prove to me they weren't gods. Yeah, they weren't <laughs> our gods. And that wow. was the issue. And guess who <laughs> Guess who won up to right? Who proved it? And where did the people go? And Look what at all those to? Christian Egyptians now that just randomly turned, oh, sorry, Jewish. The Jewish Egyptians that turned Jewish after they realized Jesus and God were the ultimate authority. I didn't, that's not happening. That didn't happen. Well, you, you, they also the didn't you know what is amazing that they say is that, is that, do that all either. that happened to the, to the Egyptians seeing what God was doing and knowing that it was something over their Pharaoh because he finally let them go, their expectation was he's going to wipe us all out and didn't. So I don't remember that, that idea Egyptian of history. Do you remember that? The... Excuse me? Do you remember that in Egyptian history when they were all scared of Yahweh? No, I don't, I don't remember those. Natural. I don't remember that history yeah. lesson. Yeah, after after they did you see how they reacted to the plagues and they knew he finally let them go. So Exodus three twenty two, you will plunder the Egyptians. Do you think they plundered the Egyptians too? Yeah. As far as as they were leaving, plundered. Yeah, you know, I mean, they plunder them. Took yeah. what they took what they had, but they left. They were under bondage for four hundred years as slaves, and finally they were let go, and then they went after them. But we know they were able to get away. Why did God wait 400 years? Excuse me? Why did God wait 400 years to free his people? I don't know. What was they he doing were there at that years? time. And, and remember his timing. And these are uh, questions we don't all have answers to. Why did you do it 400 instead of 280? All Why not we know right away? Is, and this is the good good path. You've is got generations. And, see, and seeing what this line has done. And it came to Christ as I as I explained what happened to the establishment of the church and going forward. So it went from his people to universal to anyone, and we're called to make disciples. And and that wonderful uh, explosion of the followers of the way happened, and it clearly happened. Clearly for Stuart, I don't, I still don't well, see it clearly, but that's okay. You can't you can't see the history. You just have to look at history. You may not agree with what happened with the church, but it certainly no did explode, and it, it came that way. Now, again, as I said, if Michael were God, would he do it differently? Maybe, uh, even though Stuart, you are Stuart your moral universe, but that is, excuse me? Would Stuart do it differently? Doesn't matter. It does, oh. actually, because I want to know if no, Stuart God, God choose is, uh, a non-lethal approach. Would Stuart choose God a non-lethal approach? God is who I choose to, That's to order, and his would way worked work, work fine. His, his way worked fine. Right, but can and, you do it without uh, it's death? Kind of like it. you, it's kind of like you saying that you are the determiner of your moral law. I mean, I it's, am. Okay. 
want to do that. And, and it seems to be doing okay so far. Okay, good for you. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. So the Passover, the blood on the door. Why did Yahweh need blood on the door? Did he not know which people were his? Which no, babies to wanted, go in and kill and which ones not to kill? He wanted them he wanted them to obey, and that was how clearly he chose to do it. And it made it that power, and that was the, the last straw, if you will, that allowed them to leave. What power through that power? Because power? because by having that which happened during, during the Passover, that they were not touched. That was the last point at which then the people the people were free. And again, you have to keep in mind who this who this uh, leader was in his his what He's he had done children. and the people before it, but especially him. He was especially other pharaohs were it kind of waned as far as how how horrible they were. Hmm. But he was exceedingly so. But as far as why God chose at the time, I don't know. We'll find out. Or maybe not. Hmm. Doesn't matter. This is the line and it it worked very well. I don't know. Well, so you, you were about the loving the God, uh, the good part. You think you think Jesus is coming down the sacrifice and all that's the loving a good part. So let's let's touch on that a little bit. Would you, mm -hmm. Stuart, choose to forgive people in that way? Would you slaughter the innocent in order to forgive the guilty? Michael, I mean, as I said, I'm not God, but we know that we've established that, Stuart. It, look at what he did. And again, you have anything. to realize Jesus was fully God, but he was also fully man. That's not how math and works. Son and his decision that way, what an expression of, of the love for those who, as I mentioned, that idea of how you define love for those who don't deserve it, those of us as sinners, uh, shedding the blood for them uh, was that act of love. Which Why did he have to shed throughout the world? Why did he have to? Why did he have to shed his blood? He, did that way. he didn't have to. That's how he did it. And it was a continuation of that idea that we see of, of his giving, loving self. And what happens if he now. doesn't shed his Holy blood? Spirit? I'm sorry. What happens if he doesn't shed his blood? <laughs> It doesn't matter. That's how it happened. And that's what it happened. And it's a historical fact that it happened. It's, as far it's as not why a historical happened, fact. Those of us in the faith believe Sorry, it was for that reason. Others don't believe. And of course, some don't believe. Obviously, he was the Messiah. But that that is why. That was his choice to do. And So, so Jesus had a choice whether to die or not. For, for me, a sinner, to, to take my sins. I mean, that power of Jesus and his call on our lives for how then we are to live uh, in ways that reflect him in our heart. What happens if he doesn't die? Amazing power. It's amazing power that can't be demonstrated. What I'm happens sure if he doesn't die? What do you mean? It um, can't be demonstrated. Demonstrate I mean, I think, this magic power. Yeah, you may, I can't tell you the number of people I know. In, in That's quite, not demonstrating. A good friend a of mine, you no, know, who was able to just another story, Stuart. Uh, absolutely. It's well, not demonstrating. It again. I want what to see. What am I it. talking about? Markers, Mark, you want again, Michael? I don't want people saw God and, like you, and they didn't believe it. People when they see Kalima. So they they didn't believe 
Jesus when he was there as God, and they didn't mm. follow him, but they did after he died and was resurrected. There's power in that. So you Stuart. say he wanted, I think you would keep moving the goalpost, Michael. I'm not moving and, any goalposts, Stuart. Yeah, you would. If you saw him, you'd say, well, it's not really him. Uh, oh, I don't know chose, what, but, but he would know that he would know what it would take. Your God, who wants to have a relationship with me, knows exactly what it would take for me to believe in him. And he has not done it. He refuses that's to the for call some reason. Of faith, Michael. That's, that's pretending. The, that's the idea. That's pretending. I'm just not going to pretend that there's some guy here I'm having a that's relationship fine. with, don't, Stuart. Don't, that's not how my reality you, works. I want to get back into the blood, ignore, though. What does it do? What does it do? You, what happens you, if you ignore basic historical facts? You're obviously not going to, yes. to believe other Somebody parts. Somebody is 100 yes, man and 100 God, and it's a historical fact. There's a ghost that changed the heart of the church, and it's a historical fact. Stuart, these are not historical facts. No, would you, Michael? I said that the historical fact is this man Jesus was crucified, and look at the people before the Holy Spirit came. Whether and you believe it was there or just not, all in a of ghost. a sudden. All of a sudden, Ugh, the church exploded and the believers. <laughs> I would think he would be curious to say, hmm, no, I don't see it as, as relevant whatsoever, whatsoever. So well, I yeah, want to know is, what the blood ra- is. Because you're railing against Christianity now, so it must be relevant. It's how you make your money. So it's got to be any relevant. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't make any money off this. Very little. Just enough to pay the whatever I go for for this. No, 100%. Well, so- I'm, not the, I'm not in this for the money, Stuart. <laughs> That's for sure. But so it, what is a blood? But it do? is relevant in the sense that that's what you're talking against, if you will. And it's I think everywhere, part of Stuart, it, I can't drive down the street without some billboard telling me I should go to hell. Like it's everywhere. I can't even no, listen to a should. newscast with somebody like going through a tragedy. They're like, oh, thank Jesus. It's like, what you were there and people helped you and people saved you, but your invisible friend was never there. It's yeah, everywhere, Stuart. Of, what is the blood? Part do? of it when we. Mike, ahead, yeah, sorry, let me, I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, and I think part of it when we're looking at God and our, our perception of God is often uh, influenced by our fathers, our perception no, of our fathers. No, it's right here, Stuart. Um, I read his book. That's no, where I get the pers- idea of your God. Your the character of your deity is in here. That's where I'm getting. But I'm saying, our listen to me, our reflection, when, when we talk about father, it is influenced by our father. Your dad apparently went out for milk and never came back. I assume that's a true wow, story. Wow, Stuart. Oh. My dad's a pastor. Sure. You want to try that again? That's rude, well, man. Well, you said about that's a dad. Rude. You said about a, a dad going out Even if he was, what a milk. thing to say to somebody. Come on, Stuart. No, I said that's I was cool, asking man. about the story. You said, that's not cool. Go ahead. You said, you said your dad went out for milk and never, never came once. back. Never once ta- said that. What were you never talking about? That. Go ahead, Stuart. Yeah, you did it a couple podcasts ago. I did twice. So you said you never listened you did. to the show, know. Stuart. No, I said I never saw the Zoom. You said, "Did I ever see it?" I said, "No, I've never seen the how you do the how you do the Zoom." That's okay. That's okay. Go ahead. But often it's it is reflective of that and can mm. can make a a difference in how we perceive it or how we question it. But I think your questions are fair mm. in the sense of. How do we explain it? And I will explain it in such a way, but I don't think it's going to change your mind. But hopefully the listeners will at least think a little differently uh, about it. That's that's the hope, because a lot of it is how does it make sense in that context, uh, in that way? Right. So what's the blood for, Stuart? What happens if Jesus does not die and that blood is not shed? 
what happens? Well, that, it, it, because it did happen, Mike. That's, that's, what happens if it doesn't? I don't understand your question. It's a very simple question. What happens? That, that, he is our savior, and that was uh, the act that made all the difference in history to us and to our faith. It's another and story, so, Stuart. What happens so, if it doesn't happen? If there was no Jesus dying on the cross for if us, the then the blood we of no Jesus was not don't... shed, Stuart, it's a very simple question. If the blood of Jesus was not shed, what would happen? That's what I just said. If you don't have Jesus crucified and risen, you have no Christian faith. Oh, that's simple. But he was and he did and we do. Hebrews 9.22, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. Again, your God is unable to forgive without the shedding of blood. So that's what would happen, Stuart. Your, your God would not be able to forgive us. We would not be able to hang out with him because he did not shed the blood of the innocent, which is where my question comes from. Would you personally shed the blood of the innocent to save the guilty? Oh, sorry, not to save, to forgive the guilty. That was no, my... It's, that it, it is Christ's model. The answer is no. is actually right. The uh, Hebrews is actually right. With without that, there is nothing. Without the resurrection, that's ridiculous. Dying and resurrected Christ, there is no Christian faith. So, Stuart, we're not talking about the Christian faith. I'm talking about God. God can't forgive without bloodshed. That's what we're talking about here. The God that you worship cannot forgive people without the bloodshed of the innocent. That's the issue we're we're trying to solve here. It is. You realize God in three parts: Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It that. was God confusing. crucified, and His Son was crucified there. Right? Why? Was He innocent? Yes, He was sinless. He took our sins upon the cross. That is what how He did it. That is how we have our forgiveness of sins. Right. You don't like the blood, and that's a big thing on on atheists is too much blood, and that and it it's. It's hard to imagine, but what love? Why, to, Why does he need the blood the of the innocent? It is, it is how he showed it, especially with the resurrection and, and the Holy Spirit coming. That's how he chose to do it, and that's the idea of that. So this good guy, giving. this good guy, this loving father figure, is unable to forgive you unless you kill the innocent to him. Michael. It's a historical fact that Jesus you keep was going here. back to this historical he, fact. He I'm not talking. I died. don't care. Okay, how about this? Let's let's that go with this. Is Stuart. How Stuart? He... You ready? Yes. Jesus you, was you here. He died for our sins. It really happened. So, why would your loving God need the bloodshed of the innocent to forgive people? It's his own son. His own son. It's himself. You just said it. He took all the sin he didn't of the give world birth. upon him. All the sin of the world upon him. And How, what does that even mean? But what does that even mean, Stuart? Does it like weigh a lot? Does it taste bad? Like, what does that mean? He took all of the sin upon him. So, what does that mean? What does it look like? Was it like that makes no sense to me? Well, and I don't know why, but as we talked about again, coming from this broken world, because what happened in the garden, going through and saying, I have a plan for also, not just God's my plan. people, I'm using them for the oh, whole plan. world who are sin because of sin that is here. And you'll but admit that you may not call it sin, but I created. evil that is here. He's not create. And that who created sin? there is a, a way out of this horrible, sinful way for individuals. Isaiah 45 says, my son. 
is part of the, the triune God who is crucified for us and our, took our sins upon him. And that is an unbelievable giving, loving it's it's way. And we have the opportunity then to have the Holy Spirit within us because of that. Your loving, and good so God can forgive a different are, way. Are given new yeah, I know the story, Stuart. So your God can forgive without bloodshed. He like if he wants to be a good guy. Is there a story anywhere in the story of universe stories, stories, whatever, uh, where a good guy needs something innocent to die in order for him to save other people? It's, Why does somebody that's a good guy require blood? Michael, if you want to do it a different Stuart, way as God, when you're God, you I'm asking you a very specific question. Well, is there a good guy you can think of that does it that way? Yes, God. Don't you understand? Clearly, obviously, for, for besides God, Stuart. <laughs> for our obviously, besides that character. Is there another character that you know of that's a good guy that would do something like that? I'm, I'm sure there are, but that's not like, the point. What? The point is we're talking that about God. That is the point. You're telling me Jesus he's good. Christ. I'm telling you he's not good, and I'm pointing out why. And you're just beating around the bush here. You're telling no, me he I can do whatever he wants. He's God. I'm no, telling you it's a bad thing I to ex- drown and starve children. And you're like, it's okay because he's God. I'm telling you it's a bad thing to no. slaughter the innocent, Wait to forgive the, the guilty. And you're like, yeah, it's okay because he's God. Stuart, would Michael, you do you these things? You didn't listen. You didn't listen to my story of where, why in that land the Canaanites had to be destroyed because that land could only be. We're by not his talking people. about the Canaanites. Because he just wanted to. You are stuck on the Canaanites. Isaiah 45, that, that, 7. Isaiah 45, 7. Have you read that? I have. Do you know what I it says? I can't quote it. Okay. Well, it is, it. I, can look I it. formed, I, the I in this sentence is the God that you worship. I formed the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do these things. Why would the good guy create evil? Evil came about because he created free will, which allowed that that to is, happen. So in that, that is sense, absolutely. So he creates free good, will, that... and then free will gives birth to evil. Is that where we're going with evil, this? No. E- evil is spoiled goodness. Evil is goodness. Why create spoiled goodness? That, that's that's it. And as I said, as I asked you, can God you create know, where a world? is that moral order? Can God create a world that's free from evil? Can he possibly do this? He did. He when? did. That's when? what you don't, that's what I was telling when? you. Wait, wait, wait. He did. In the, when? In the garden. Oh my that God. You mean perfect. the one where Satan was allowed to come in? Or evil was allowed to come into when? the garden? When? That's not a place without when? evil. When they left, no, because he what happened? Adam and Eve, what did they do? They it's succumbed. not a place they without evil. I'm asking you, Stuart, can he create a place without evil? The Stuart, can he create a place without evil? That wasn't it, because he let evil in. He did. He did. He did Stuart, the before evil got they, in. Before, before Satan uh, got out of heaven. So Absolutely. that wasn't a place without evil, then? That's, that's, yeah, that's what, the, okay, so that's not a place no, without once evil. He, that's, that's what I'm it's saying. Not it was place. allowed, don't you understand? When... when Satan came out of heaven. He was alive. He had that free will to leave. When evil was he in heaven, was... and then it went down to the perfect garden. No, he none wasn't. of these places he are perfect to... when it's got evil in it, Stuart. No, he was. He chose to go against God and become evil, and and was thrown out. Was there evil but in the... heaven? No, 
Yes. No, he chose to leave, and that was the evil. No. I mean, I, I don't understand what, the, what you're exasperating. <laughs> I'm telling it's, you, uh, I'm asking you actually to find a place where he can, where, that he created that's without evil. And you've given me the garden, which had evil in it. You've given me heaven, which had evil in it. Is there a place no, he can didn't. create that evil cannot get inside of or outside of? Or, you know, I told whatever you, I'm talking about. Evil was not in heaven. He chose to rebel and leave. And, and that's where it was. Uh, as far as where he's going, Ephesians it wasn't. Ephesians six twelve. Have you read this one? The spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. That sounds like mm -hmm. evil in no, heaven. No. In, in the the realm, but not in heaven. No, no, not at all. It is a realm, and and Ooh. evil is here. And you would you acknowledge was uh, Satan in heaven when he sinned? No, he was he was out, and so he wasn't in heaven he when he sinned. chose to rebel and and was thrown out, and and there so is he stepped now, outside of heaven and then sinned. And now, uh, as you said, going forward, no, there's no evil in heaven. Of course, not. in which location was Satan when he sinned? In which location was Satan when he sinned? He rebelled. Yeah, okay, was great, which out. is a sin, right? At rebelling time, against God is a sin. Hold yeah, on, Stuart. Hold that, on. Stay with me. Stay with me. Stay with me. So rebelling is a sin, correct? Against God. He chose yes, to okay, do so that. Yes, okay. Right, so yes, yes, yes. So did he do that while he was in heaven? I don't know the exact uh, of timing or the place, but That's he, okay, he was there, rebelled, and went. <laughs> Well, and you asked about where there was perfect goodness, and and, you, and there was there, and yeah, then you're moving it was the broken by their, their decision because they wanted to be God, and that is okay. the issue throughout. And if you look at the the heart of, of what the issue of is of evil folks, it is uh, wanting to be God and not wanting to bow to a God. It's all part and of the plan. Not wanting to, to have a changed heart and not wanting uh, to live for others. And that's a, a natural inclination, which luckily, because of the Holy Spirit, we're able to overcome those who choose to. And and you want some sort of, why doesn't he make folks do it? And, and what no. kind of love is no, that? That's not what I, want. I want him to stop harming children. That that would be a good reason to to uh, see him as a good guy if he didn't harm children. Uh, but he does that. Well, uh, and then he we creates evil. The we never really focused on that part. Reason. He created the evil. I create evil. No. That's what he says. Do you think that's true or not? No. You don't the think meaning he of evil? that is because the meaning of that mm -hmm. is because of uh, that free will that it was allowed to come. And that was he allowed it. Restored. That was the cause freedom of well but he did not create it no but it was allowed to because of the choices and that's the freedom and that's the uh choice that we that we have in that right. mm -hmm. and that again the goodness the spoiled goodness is the evil Absolutely. why do you think and we have the, free will the, who has the moral law and the moral law giver uh that guy that again kids. i don't understand if law. you don't believe You've got to you've got to be able to to tell us this this idea that you're the one who decides what's right and wrong. That's I don't boy, use a documented child because to get my morals, Stuart. I don't. I think that's weird. So, why do you think it we have free will, Stuart? It is, it is difficult. Yeah, why I'm do you sorry? think we have free will? 
Why, why do you think we have free will? Yeah, it's the only way that truly you can love is if you have the choice to love or to not love, the choice to be with him or, or not uh, to be with him and not being forced to. Otherwise, we're, not being we're robots. To. Every knee shall bow, Stuart. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that Absolutely. verse? Yeah, that's Absolutely. that's being forced to do something. Uh, no. Um he's gonna force me to bow to him. That's that's not free will right he's off the bat. Not gonna force, but that is saying that is what will happen. No. Uh, as as we I will worship. not bow to your documented child killer, even if he does show up, I'm not gonna go bowing to him. That's really weird. I don't understand why people kneel and bow to these things or worship uh, the deities. Um so where in the Bible specifically do you see a spot that says we all get free will? No, I'm saying it it plays out. Can't you can't you I see, see it? lots it, of Bible verses saying where, where God interferes and you know interjects and, and and forces people to do things, which is not free will. He he definitely says, screw your free will and does his own thing. A lot of spots. A lot of spots. Now, as I said, part of that is your misunderstanding of, of the idea <laughs> of harden. You misunderstanding of the harden. That well, was sending people powerful people. delusions. Do you think that's free will? Because do you think I'm, sending people powerful delusions is free will? Yeah, we have the free will. I, I don't you said where it's like saying where in the Bible is Trinity. The word Trinity isn't there, but Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is the same with free will. Whether the word is there, you can see the choices people make. There's a cause and effect. There's a choice that people make and a consequence for the choices they make throughout. Uh, scripture that way and throughout our life. And and that is absolutely um, how we see that free will that we're not. And you have free will. You're choosing not to. You have, I guess, walked away. Uh, your dad was a pastor and walked Second away. Thessalonians and, 2, 10 so through 11. Had that, had, had Second Thessalonians yeah. 2, 10 through 11. They perish because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. For this reason, God sends them powerful delusions so that they will believe a lie. And then God is going to punish them for believing the lie that he sent them. Is that free will? As far as these, again, you're you're looking at the people who have already said they are not part of Jesus. They are not accepting the Lord there. So and that's loving so to send them a powerful delusion and then punish them for that consequence it's a consequence for it's not a consequence they already did not believe he could have just left them alone but instead he sent them a powerful delusion he interfered in their free will by sending them a delusion that he knew they would believe no they had already chosen to walk from him and then as far as that that happening that's a consequence for their their choices let's read this together Let's read. For this reason, God sends them a powerful delusion so that they will believe the lie. Why not send them a powerful confirmation that he is real? Why would he send them a powerful? And apparently not. I don't see that anywhere in here, but he did. You're adding things to it. We can't add things to to scripture. Remember, I'm I'm saying they they were not part. It says, for this reason, God sends them powerful delusions so that they will believe the lie. Why is that a good thing to send someone to believe a lie? Why would that be a good thing? Because already 
where they you know, are. In, that's making things where, worse. Where they are, absolutely. That's mm-hmm. making things uh, worse, Stuart. We're well, talking, God's a good guy here. Yeah. He's the good guy, remember? Well, there are consequences. I, I don't understand the good guy, bad guy. Yes. I, I'm God understanding that you don't understand it. I see this. <laughs> the good guy no, doesn't drown children, doesn't slaughter yes, children I, in their sleep. He doesn't threaten hellfire. This is, the good guy doesn't do those things, Stuart, just in case well, you didn't know. I explained the, the historical <laughs> or that reason for no, for that okay. purpose of, of going forward to how the Messiah would come for the entire world. And that, that to save us from what is God is going to do it, if he doesn't get his innocent bloodshed. Yes, we know, Stuart. With yes, those okay. very evil people, so that evil. was necessary. Yeah, he created to be that way. But that's okay. They did not create I would love it for came you about- to... I was of, of choices <laughs> that they meet that of they course, made. God's choice. They became that way because of God's choice. No? Yeah. Cause no. and effect, man. They, Cause and effect. So go ahead and plug your stuff. They I want to know where we can find your book. And of course, the last word goes to you, uh, whether it be whatever you want. And then uh, we'll close her out. Go ahead. <laughs> Great. <laughs> it's the post COVID church and it's on amazon.com in paperback or uh, ebook. Uh, my podcast is the post-COVID church, What Now, on all the platforms that you see. And I hope folks uh, take a listen and share. And Michael, thank you for letting me come and talk in a very winsome way. And I, I appreciate it. That was awesome, man. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your answers and patience. Uh, we'll keep in touch. I'll let you know when this comes out. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you. That's all the show there is for you today. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard and want to help keep the recording light on, simply go to patreon.com forward slash BSW the podcast and sign up to be a supporter of the show. Your episodic tithes of a dollar or more will give you access to the patron feed, unaired conversations, early access to each episode, and much more. For the latest events, BSW swag, and a peek behind the scenes, head on over to the show's ever-evolving webpage at thebiblesayswhat.com. The Bible Says What the book is out. Head on over to thebiblesayswhat.com and get yourself and your grandma a signed copy. Thanks to the cosmic powers of the internet, it is now possible to buy me a beer or coffee online. Simply go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash BSW the podcast and click the appropriate buttons. If you can't support the show monetarily, please like, share, and or leave a review. As always, you can find me at the Bible Says What Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or Instagram pages. You can also reach me at bswthepodcast at gmail.com. And no matter which platform you use to listen to your podcasts, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you won't miss out on the next episode. Until then, would you kindly pick up your Bibles and read them? Now a preview next week's episode. (laughs) Back up the trolley. Hold on. So we're starting with he repented already. Okay. He killed a kid. Now he's repented. Now he's in heaven standing in front of God. Will God allow him into heaven? Mm -hmm. Okay. So where is the evil punished? If he has accepted Jesus, yes, he will go on into heaven. I don't have to answer 
for what other people do. I don't know the punishment. I'm not God. You're telling me he doesn't get answer for how God handles things any more than I have to answer for how you handle your household or my neighbor handles their household. I don't have to answer. You you do. You do. actually. If if you, if you know, they're, they're on the front lawn, you know, shooting their children, you, you should probably say something. If they're on the front lawn, setting fire to their children because they weren't listening, you should probably say something. You said when I, you're twisting the game. What am I twisting? That's not what you said. You said if somebody does something and then it's standing in front of God. Yes. You said you didn't know. You didn't want to answer that. So I skipped it ahead. I said, I don't have to answer answer for that. So I skipped ahead because I don't answer for your household or my neighbor's household or anybody else's household. See, and that goes back to even boundaries is Mm. the lack of boundaries to think that other people can't have autonomy and can't be their own people and answer for their own things. I don't feel the need to answer for everybody else. I don't I know have how it to works for justify you. someone else's life. I'm just want to know how it works. Well, I don't for you, have Stephanie. to justify. That's all I want to know. Life. But I, you again, keep I asking don't... me questions to justify an answer for someone else. It's a and scenario, I Stephanie. Totally do that, Stephanie. It's a scenario so we can understand what you believe and why you believe. But you're asking That's me all. to answer a scenario, okay, except that you—it's not just a scenario because you're asking me to answer something that isn't a real scenario 